Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, episode 239 of the Get Around Podcast. Two weeks in a row, boys. We're doing the show two weeks in a row yeah. for the first time in, in quite a long time. Uh, because the last time we did a show was like mid-December, and we had taken a break before then, and then we took the break afterward. Because I think we had that break in between the sports season. Um, I think we did a show right after the St. Francis loss uh, in the championship uh, football game. Yes. Uh, and then took a break, did that one show on like December 13th or 14th or whatever it was, and then took that long break again. <laughs> Uh, and then did a show last week, and almost didn't do a show last week, but I'm glad we did because uh, <laughs> it was it was really interesting. One to uh, to talk to, uh, well, the interview itself was uh, was worth it uh, with uh, with Hallie and, and and Sophie from Traverse City uh, Central. I don't know Jordan if you if you went back and listened to that yet, but my God, was one awesome. of the most entertaining uh, interviews. So if you haven't listened to to that yet, and you're an Audible viewer who is tuning in right now. Stop this episode. Go back, listen to that interview from last week, and enjoy because uh, the good. two of them were uh, were a pleasure to have on. Uh, and James, thanks for uh, running that interview uh, solo back working on uh, MLK uh, Day last Monday. Yeah. But we are here. This, on this one's this pretty Monday. good though, too. Sweet. This one's pretty good. Yeah, well, yeah. Luke uh, Hazelton and uh, Neil Imey from Glen Lake, Glenn. both pretty good. Lake show. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and yes, this is episode 239 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Queeley. Joining me uh, there in the studio, I am at home uh, in Tinley Park, Illinois. Uh, we've got James Cook and Jordan Puente. As always, the show, the Get Around, is brought to you by Jimmy John's. I'm speaking slower this week because I <laughs> butchered it so much last week. Uh, no, the, the Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. Uh, they make subs that are freaky fresh. They do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Yay. Okay. So uh, let's let's get started uh, before we get into uh, the Pulse and our interview with Luke and Neil and then the Hall of Fame and, uh, and everything else. Um, let, let's open with... Uh, we've got our final four left uh, in the NFL playoffs. Uh, so question of the week uh, for you guys. Uh, what is your Super Bowl matchup prediction? And then the more interesting thing, I feel like, because everyone talks about that, but what's your favorite snack and drink, either alcoholic or non-alcoholic, to enjoy whilst watching uh, the big game? Which uh, this year we just found out as we were doing our, our pre-show fist fight. Uh, is happening on the same day as the second day of the, the Vasa ski race, uh, which means that um, what a it's going to be busy. It'll be a busy day for for the sports department here at the Record Eagle. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, what's your Super Bowl prediction? And, uh, and then what are, you, what are you eating and drinking on, on, the, on that day? I'm going to call for a rematch of Super Bowl 16, which yeah. was held at the Pontiac Silverdome. Okay. Which was the San Francisco 49ers against the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I like that. All right. Jordan, your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go complete opposite. Um, I'm pulling for Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. So I'm going Chiefs, Eagles. I'm grabbing one from each of you. Uh, I'm going Eagles, Bengals. That is, that is my prediction. 
Uh, and and I think uh, I think Joe Burrow gets it done. I will this say year. after after losing last year, I think they win this year. I will say whoever wins it, aside from the Niners, just so they don't tie the Steelers with six Super Bowls, I'll be okay with whoever wins it because this is this is very exciting to watch. Like this year in general has been very fun because I yeah these have been fun. They've been good games this year. Yeah. James, were you able to see any Whopper commercials this week? <laughs> I did not. What? No, God. you got to be kidding me. No, I avoided them. I heard kids singing the song outside of the uh, in the parking lot at the Petoskey Traverse City <laughs> Central game. Some kids from the it's Petoskey everywhere. student section were singing the Whopper song. It's everywhere I go. I can't get I can't get away from it. By the way, so. what you sent last night, I forwarded it to a bunch of my friends. One of them actually posted it on their Instagram story, so you got a kick out of it. People got a kick out of that. That was awesome. The best. That was the best thing from last night, dude. Yeah, someone had tweeted out something like, um, Rihanna is lowered onto the stage at the Super Bowl halftime show. She looks straight into the camera and starts singing, Whopper, 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 Whopper. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, that's too, too good not to share with you guys after our discussion last week. Um, okay, so favorite snack and, and drink um, for, for you guys on uh, on the big day. I, I only bring this up because I, I wanted to talk about my my drink concoction that I made last Super Bowl Sunday, um, which uh, were, I call them peanut butter and jelly shots, and you can also turn it into a drink. It's a fine mixed drink as well. But it's not peanut butter, and it isn't jelly, okay? But what it is, is it's peanut butter whiskey, with grape crush. Huh. It's got to be right, crushed. So you, you, you can't do Fago. It's got to be crushed. You can if you want. Yeah, you, yeah grape soda, <laughs> right? So we'll just go with that. Grapes, grape soda pop. Um, so, yeah, it's peanut butter whiskey. You get yourself, like, screwball, and then grape, get grape crush or grape Fago or, or whatever. And then mix those two together, either in a shot glass or over some ice. And thank me later. Oh well, because it is delicious, Sounds... and it's po- it's possible I might uh, I might bring that to the uh, the Royal Rumble party uh, <laughs> uh, on Saturday. So who knows? I might uh, I did bring that to oh man I brought that the one of the last times I was over at uh, James. I think you actually might have been there uh, the last time we were over at Harrison's for that. I don't know why we were there. What we were there for. Um, but, uh, yeah. So the Michigan, Michigan state game, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I did, I had the, uh, I had the peanut butter and jelly drinks, uh, at that one. So those are, those are quite delicious, but yeah, try it. Thank me later. Don't try it. If you're underage, let's make that very clear. Cause I know that this is a program based on high school sports and drink responsibly. uh, Yeah. Right. Drink legally and drink responsibly. So, um, and then, yeah, uh, what about you guys? Anything other than just a, a cold brewski? But definitely, you know, you know I'm a beer guy. Oh, yeah, so, yeah I do. Definitely, oh, I, some, definitely, some, definitely some craft beer uh, and, and chicken wings. It's got to be chicken wings. Got to be. Okay. Has to be. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think what I made. I think last year I made some sort of like, uh, you guys know what weenie wraps are? The pigs in a blanket? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up on those. I love those. I love those. Those are my favorite. I think yep. last year for the for the Super Bowl party uh, at my place, I made like a seafood risotto. 
Ooh. that doesn't that doesn't really always jive well. It doesn't seem to make sense. Like, why would you want to eat something like that heavy and fish smelling? But it was really good. It was quite delicious. Come so. off with seafood. Mm-hmm. Jordan, are you a uh, are you a drinker? Do you do yeah, you partake yeah, in beverage <laughs> time time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, Hell yeah, man! I really am party um <laughs> no but last year my dad made these ribs like, he always makes these ribs during like big sporting events so that's always a must to have um and then yeah i'm same thing with james uh craft beer um specifically back home um i know they have this here obviously but a peanut butter stout from a uh, belgian beaver it's my definitely right. too it's uh they have it at yard house a lot Put, so if you go to yard put house, some great crush in there, man. Put some great crush in there. Honestly, I might have to Makes take it. up your idea because that, like, I'm hearing it now, and it sounds very enticing, very intriguing. If, so. if you like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you I will do. enjoy the peanut butter and peanut butter and jelly drink. That Definitely I, gonna that have that and drink responsibly. Um, well, it's what happened was like, <laughs> of course, someone gave someone gave me a bottle of peanut butter whiskey for <laughs> for like Christmas or something, and I tried it on its own, and it's not good. I don't even just know they make that. Like, I had no idea. Um, Interesting. I, I just, I just didn't like it. I'm like, but I got to get rid of this somehow. I'm like, maybe it'll be good if I mix it with Great Crush, and and here I am a year later going, oh yeah, crushing Anybody? it, crushing it, crushing so, it. Let's go. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let let's quickly let's quickly play our area code game. Uh, this week we all knew that we were wrong, even though oh, everyone yeah. wanted to pick pick Georgia last week for some reason. Uh, we were all wrong. Um, you picked a Jordan. Uh, you picked New York. I, I stuck with Georgia. James, you picked Utah. Utah. Yeah. So two three nine is actually in Florida again. So back to back weeks of Florida. Uh, so we all there's a theme here. We all lost uh, again. Uh, so next one episode two hundred and forty is next week. Uh, you guys want to start with your predictions? I'm going out of the country again because the only show that I'm watching that isn't The Last of Us, which I'm going to take some time at the end of the show to talk about again. You guys are going to give me like two, three minutes. To, yeah, you can definitely do that. It's really to, good. To talk, to talk about my, that. Um, but uh, I am going to, the only show that I'm watching right now, uh, because uh, our good friend and pal, sports director uh, at 7 and 4, Harrison Beebe, has been bugging me to watch this show for a couple of years. Uh, and that's dark on Netflix. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a German. It's a German show. I don't know. Yeah, I no. Know I watched the whole thing. Okay. At his at his uh, insistence as well. It's oh, a yeah, very okay. very good show. It's a very okay. very good show. The same people I'm, who I'm, made that have another show that's out right now called eighteen ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! So, so we're a few episodes into. Okay. Um, fairly intriguing. Take that. Take that. So I'm gonna go. with... I'm just going to take the whole of Germany, if you guys are okay with that. Feel free. All right. Because uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what town it, it's in. Oh, it's in Winden. And I don't even know if Winden is a, a real German town. But, uh, well, have you pronouncing it correctly? Uh, yeah, I don't German even know. If that's, I don't know if that's correct, if it's an actual town or so not. So yes. that's, the, that's the TV show I'm watching and that, that I'm limited to right now. So I'm just going to take um, uh, German, German town. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, so my choice is going to be Massachusetts because that's where they're at right now in The Last of Us. They're wow. in Boston. Oh, are you guys watching that too? Yeah. Wow. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you know what? Again, that is wow. going to get to happy endings at the end of the show. 
that is going to be my favorite thing outside of sports. Um, but yeah, James, you and I can we'll, we'll geek out over that at the Jordan. Are you not watching it yet? No, not yet. But I probably will because everyone it, is apparently everybody watching it, so I'll devour into the peer pressure and watch it. Everyone's been everyone's been like, "What's going to be the next Game of Thrones?" And this is There's it. this one. Yeah, Might this is going to be the next just giant show. So, um, all right. So yeah, I'm going with um, vague German town uh, for my pick, uh, and then. You guys can pick, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, since you're taking Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, James, for The Last mm-hmm. of Us. Um, I am uh, I have been watching <laughs> Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, so I've been stuck in Albuquerque, New Mexico for the past couple of weeks, so uh, I'm going Albuquerque, New Mexico for Breaking Bad all right. and Better Call Saul. All right. Yeah. Sorry. There we go. Area Code Game is uh, all wrapped up there for episode, or Area Code 240, 240. Uh, that will be, be fun uh, when we check that out next week. Uh, and let's get into the Pulse then. Last week we did a deep dive on the uh, boys' basketball power ratings from the MHSAA. This week I thought it uh, only fair to do a, a deep dive onto the, the girls' rankings uh, and I'll say this, uh, pretty interesting uh, what we're seeing this week. These just came out today, Monday. Uh, Division One. Uh, we only had one team last week. We have zero teams this week. Uh, Traverse City Central falls out of the top 20. They were ranked uh, 13th last week. Um, they had a setback against Petoskey last week, 53-42. to 42. Uh, And that was, they had, 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 it was a weird schedule. They had an eight, like, a week-long layoff in between games, like eight days, uh, seven, eight days in between games. I think that hurt them would be my guess. I, I think teams are, are better when they're playing, you know, every two, three days, um, stay more of a, uh, in, a, in a rhythm. Um, but uh, I think it goes to show you just how kind of fickle and volatile these, these ratings uh, can be. If you guys haven't seen them yet, um, I do have a file. Uh, for you guys to check out, um, it, it's it is in in blocks for you guys to 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 take a look at. Um, but I this isn't so much about uh, Trevor City Central, but but overall, I was thinking is the reliance because this is a it's a mathematical equation that these rankings come from or these ratings come from. Is the reliance that we've gotten into on hard numbers and figures and equations and stuff like that, is that a good thing or a bad thing in sports? Because, I mean, we have we have war uh, in baseball, but we also have F-war, and I don't know what F-war means. Um, is that, <laughs> it could mean several is things. That, is that figurative wins above uh, replacement? And, yeah, it could be a protest, it, uh, you know, F-war, certainly. <laughs> protest from back in the 60s and 70s um but uh, do you guys like all the numbers and and like, i i saw i was watching the uh the dallas uh niners game yesterday and they were talking about dak prescott and they were like they were giving me like some figure where where his cpoe whatever the hell that was is like negative 14.6 percent and then the guy's like yeah that means when he's under pressure he's performing at a lower rate than 
uh, 14% below the baseline average of all quarterbacks in the NFL. I was like, interesting. Jesus. What, 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 what value is that adding? Like, I get that it's interesting in some way, but I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Do you guys like it or no? There's a lot of numbers I get thrown around. I mean, Some, if I, I mean, if I was a defensive coordinator, I'm looking at that. And yeah, exactly. Then I'm, like, then I'm like, you know what? I'm dialing up blitzes. Yeah, if you're a fan watching it and you hear that same thing, you're like, what is it? You just take it and you're like, okay, cool. And then you're never going to remember that ever again. So it's like there's a lot of numbers that get thrown out. You will remember some of them. And then there's some where you're like, okay, like, what use is this for me as a viewer watching this? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, now I get it, but... Really, what, what use? What use? But, but back to your question, though. Um, again, these are power ratings. Power ratings. I guess, I mean, sure, I guess. But if you really ask the players, like, hey, are you paying attention to these power ratings? Or probably like, no. Like, okay. No, we do. Yeah, exactly. It's, we it's, do. It's I, think the, I think the coaches do, too. It's conversation fodder for us. Correct, uh, correct. And these, and, and these ones actually matter. Because yes. this is how they're going to seed the... Playoffs, uh, districts. The, the, yeah, the district brackets. So the, this matters, right? This isn't, you know, players aren't paying attention. To them. That's fine. They shouldn't. They should be focusing on the game. Correct. And, and not, you know, whether or not they drop from 13 to unranked. Um, but these are, you know... This is the this is the state this is MHSAA going. We're going to take a numbers based approach to how we seed the playoff brackets instead of just wins and losses throwing throwing teams in a pool and picking them out one by one. I feel like that would be very interesting though. Like if they were to do that, kind of what March Madness does. Imagine that. That would be pretty wild. So no. Division Two. So, oh, oh, go yeah, ahead, James. Go ahead. If you got thoughts, I was just going to say up until a couple of years ago, they the district seedings were just random. Why did they stop? They just add they, they added the seedings now, so the number one and two teams in each district get seeded, so they uh, get put in opposite ends of the bracket. It's to try to get the best two teams into the finals. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, there was a lot of complaints from coaches as well, and I think legitimate I complaints as well, because we were having we, we were looking at first round district matchups between teams, you know, one and two seeds uh, that were playing each other in the first round, and then you were getting teams that, like, an 0-20 forest area that was getting a bye into the second round. It just oh, didn't make okay, any sense. yeah, that makes sense. You know? Uh, like, it, it was clear that something needed to needed to be done. That makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, like we had that one year, I think, where it was Glen Lake and Manton played in the first, the first game of districts. Huh, yeah. Huh. You know, two teams that had been to the Final Four in the last couple of years. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. Got it. So, looking at Division Two uh, again, uh, no area schools in the top twenty. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if we're covering any that are deserving uh, in there. But when we get to Division uh, Three and Four, uh, we've got we've got plenty. Um, start in Division Three. Number three is Traverse City St. Francis. They're up from number six uh, last week. Uh, Glads are nine and one. Uh, won their last five. Their only loss of the season is to Olivia Flynn and Harbor Springs, uh, which sits at number eight in D3. The defense for St. Francis is uh, staunch right now, uh, to say the least. 
in the last five games in those wins since giving up 52 points to the Rams. They've allowed 22, 26, 18, 25, and 26 points. So what is it about this team that makes it so special? Uh, Jordan, you're going to find out, or you might find out uh, tomorrow when you see them host Boyne City. Yeah, should be a good game. I know last time when I covered them, they 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 played very well, very good defense. It was, I'm a, a person that enjoys good defense, so to watch that I, that was a that was definitely a treat. So, looking forward to it. Do the Glens rely more on on being a team and less on having say one star like Harbor Springs does with Olivia Flynn? They have. Um, I mean, defensively, yeah. I mean, but they have, when they need a bucket, they can always just give it to Maggie Napot or, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, Gwyneth Bramer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got those kind of two go-to players on offense. Um, but the the depth that they have and being able to go, you know, 10 deep on their bench enables cool. them to be able to just be frenetic all game on defense. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. They even I was going to say they even utilize like the sophomores and freshmen at times, which, I mean, that's a big role for the freshmen, but they shine bright in them, so they definitely know how to do it. You use them in right situations, at least from when I was able to watch them. At 8, 9, and 10, uh, all local teams for us, uh, Harbor Springs, which is newly added to our, our coverage area, uh, they are at number 8, down from... Uh, number seven, Lake City is number nine, up from number thirteen, and Elk Rapids uh, is at number ten after being unranked uh, last week or unrated last week. Uh, well, we'll start with uh, Harbor Springs. They are eleven and one. Uh, their only loss of the season is to the newly ranked uh, Elks of Elk Rapids. Um, so we've known this since last year. Olivia Flynn is special, uh, one of the most gifted girls players. In, in the States and, and clearly uh, the, the key cog in the, the Harbor Springs machine. What, what are the benefits? And we've seen this, James, you and I saw this. So I'll direct this question to you when Charlevoix had Elise stuck. Um, what are the benefits to having a team, uh, a player like that uh, on, on a team who can just take over uh, and, and be a difference maker from the tip off to the final buzzer? Well, obviously, it just makes everybody else around them a little bit better because the the opposing defense has to concentrate so much on Olivia Flynn, just like back in the day with at least Stuck, like you mentioned. You know, it, it left teammates open, and, you know, Elise was a very good passer, so she could set up teammates, get them involved as well. You know, and that's what Harbor Springs, I think, has to do. They have to get somebody other than Olivia Flynn involved to be able to make a run. In, in the districts because they're not going to be able to as, as good as she is they need some secondary people to be able to take some pressure off of her but but her I mean, what she averaged and I think she averaged 26 a game last year I'm not sure what she's at this year but 26 points a game as a freshman is just crazy yeah and I, and you're I think you're right on point where when you get to that the postseason and teams can just laser focus in on Flynn and say we're we're not going to let her get hers, um, 
Flynn might be that special person who's like, I'm going to get mine anyway. Hmm. Uh, and, and I think that Elise Stuck certainly w- was in that realm. And it's going to be so interesting to watch uh, what Flynn does this season and then her, her final two years. Um, checking in at number nine, Lake City, they are 12-1. and one. Uh, Only loss was the two-point set back to number six and uh, also 12-1 and one ever. The Trojans actually welcome in Everett again uh, on Wednesday, so looking to get a little bit of uh, revenge. How important are, are the Bisballs uh, to Lake City and what they're doing for the, uh, the rest of the season uh, with Allie and Mackenzie? Uh, James, you know them pretty well uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, everybody sees the, the height on them and, and goes with that because they're 6'1 and 6'4". Or six six three six four ish, you know. Um, uh, but the thing is, is that they're both very skilled. Aside from that, I mean, Mackenzie Bisball could be playing point guard. I mean, she can handle the ball well enough to to take on a press. Uh, Allie, Allie Bisball isn't necessarily just somebody you just set in the post. You know, she's more of a she's comfortable taking the ball on the perimeter, taking shots from the outside. So the, the what they can do with them and how they can match up can really, I think, throw a lot of teams off. Because, you know, I think a lot of teams go into games just thinking, oh, well, we're just gonna, they're just going to pack them in the middle and throw the ball down to them. And that's not really how they operate. So the next point out. Yeah, it's nice having that athletic length, which is what those, what those two uh, feature. Um, Elk Rapids, unranked last week. Uh, they are 9-2. and two. Only losses have been to Glen Lake and St. Francis, which we both know are, uh, are fabulous teams. Uh, they have that capstone win that we talked about, uh, beating Harbor Springs 51-42 last week. So, uh, Jordan, I'll, I'll send this question your way. Just like St. Francis, how important is this team concept for the Elks? Everyone pulling on the same rope. They obviously have really good players. Uh, Kendall Stanfest uh, is out there, Morgan Burquist, um, you know, a lot of the same players from uh, their volleyball team. So that athletic crew. Yeah, I was going to say, just by looking at names, I noticed, I was like, wait, there's a lot of volleyball players that play this. Um, I mean, it's helped them definitely get to a groove. I mean, we saw them last week. They weren't really ranked. This week they're ranked. I definitely, it's, they're definitely buying into whatever the coach is selling. So whatever it is, um, everyone is clicking at the right time. It's the end of January, which is bulk, massive. Like They're bulking the conference. They're already deep in the conference. And honestly, I guess a lot, this is something that worth asking. We, only, we can only assume is a loss against San Francisco definitely had helped them thus far. Um, they've been rolling. I mean, they seems like every time we get a score from them, they're winning. And mm-hmm. it seems like Kendall Stanfest has kind of, I don't want to just to use an analogy, put the team on her back and said, all right, guys, let's go. And along with everyone else, I, I don't want to, like, just single her, but it just seems like these, she's always on, she's always that one player that you know is going to get the buckets and it's definitely going <clears> to <throat> play the role that she needs to play, and she has been playing. Um, so, yeah, that's just... It has to be like whatever loss, whatever happened in the San Francisco loss definitely had boosted them. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing with her game is that it's so, it's so dynamic. She can do, ev- she literally can do everything. 
Thing. Yep. She she can play point guard. She she's one of the le- leading rebounders in the area and one of the leading scorers. I think she's she may be the only girl in our in, our, in the leaders that we have she's, that that meets the qualifying standard in all five categories. Essentially, she yeah. points, rebounds, steals, assists, and blocks. Yeah, let me. I have yep. her stats right now. Uh, she is literally the only. Uh, I was gonna say only one, but excuse me. Well, when she averages a double double a game, that's mm-hmm. that is that's impressive for itself. Eighteen points, thirteen rebounds a game. That's a stat line for her, for her. So, and also rolling, They're hot, hot at the right time. Right, moving on to uh, Division Four, we got four teams in D three. We've got four teams in D four. Uh, at six is Glen Lake, down from number two last week. Seven is Gaylord St. Mary, up from number 12. Uh, 11 is Brethren. They are still undefeated, up from number 16. And then uh, Johannesburg-Lewiston uh, is at 16, down from number 14. Uh, start with uh, Glen Lake. You know, had a couple of stumbles uh, after their 8-0 uh, start to the season, uh, losing to Traverse City Central, uh, and then a surprise loss, I guess, to 3-9 Cadillac. Uh-huh. Although that was a Division two school against a Division four, so you got to take that uh, into account. Um, how much of a, a wake up call do you guys expect those two losses to be for Jason Bradford's crew? And then follow up and uh, following up on that, who needs to step up on this team aside from Ruby Hogan, who's basically been their leading scorer, leading rebounder, uh, their their go to uh, for this for this season. Yeah, I think those those two losses are probably about as perfect as you could have for two losses uh, on your schedule because they were two big schools, to you know, big North Conference schools. And so they don't really hurt them that much in the rankings. I mean, we saw them lose to TC Central and stay at number one and stay unanimous number one last week. After they lost to Cadillac, they, they aren't the unanimous number one, but they're still number one in the AP rankings this week. Um, and they still can win a conference title, and they're still probably going to go into their district ranked number one. So uh, if you're going to have two losses, it's about as as good as he can do, right? And they're, they're not within their division or con- district or a conference, I guess you could say. So, yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. And they've been they've had yeah Ruby Hogan and and Maddie Bradford have been a pretty dynamic duo. Um, for them, uh, you know, Eleanor Valkner is a, a person I think that can can make a difference for them because it gives them another post player um, that they can that they can rely on down low. And then you know, then they've got uh, Gemma Lurchin who has a lot of experience from last season. I mean, she was kind of the untung person in the starting five last year, um, just because the other four kind of did so much and were kind of their name players, but. But, you know, she's out there and playing defense and getting out on the break and, and doing all those little things, too. Since we're talking about them, um, obviously we know the boys play Benzie, girls play Benzie, too. Both games are pretty pretty significant games um, as far as, especially for the girls. Um, we're talking about how their, their loss hurt them. And it's a matter of how they can take those losses and utilize them into conference play. And just continue to keep rolling and rolling in conference, and just let let whatever happens in the losses just learn from them. 
Right. The, the game against Benzie will be will be a test yes. for Glenn Lake, no doubt, because Gloria Stepanovich uh, and Kara Johnson are no uh, two legitimately uh, good players uh, yes. on that Husky squad. I think Stepanovich had a 19 and 20 game last week, uh, and Kara Johnson is, is one of the better scorers uh, in our coverage area. So that that that'll definitely be a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, I said, was uh, Gaylord St. Mary. They're up from number 12. They lost their first two games of the season at the McBain kickoff tournament against Escanaba, which is 13-0 now, and New Lothrop, which is 7-3. and uh, They've won nine straight since then and held their opponents to 15 or fewer points in four of those nine wins. Um, they just had a big win over Johannesburg-Lewiston last week. Joe Berg is down to 16 this week. What's the ceiling for the Snowbirds? I'll, I'll put it out there. Can we see them in a regional title game? Why not? Is it as far as like, yeah, like why not? Like why wouldn't they be able to? It seems like they're rolling too. Yeah, and then they, you know, they live and die by the three. So if those threes are falling, they can take, they can beat just about anybody. You know, I mean, they'll they'll try to run you out of the gym and shoot threes because they don't have any size. I mean, they're, they're, Ava Schultz is their biggest player, and she's a perimeter player. You know, she's like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, but she's a three-point shooter. Yeah, you talked about the, the frenetic pace that Traverse City St. Francis can keep up because they have such a deep bench. Mm-hmm. Talk about the frenetic pace that Gailey St. Mary can keep up just because of their flat-out conditioning. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's a team that is built on speed, and wearing down the other team by playing full court press the entire time, and then launching so many threes uh, that you know that they just the sheer percentage number, of them. that the sheer number of, of shots uh, some of them will fall. You know if they're they're taking a hundred threes a game, which they're not, and thirty of them fall, they'll score ninety. You know whatever. It's but the old I, it's I, the I old uh, what Loyola Marymount the the forty minutes of hell. <laughs> yeah, running gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, brethren, number eleven up from number sixteen. They are our lone perfect t- uh, team that we're covering, right? Boys and girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, I don't know if we've got a, a, a an undefeated uh, boys team uh, that we're covering. I, I don't think so uh, at this point. But uh, brethren is thirteen and zero. They got wins uh, over the last week against Buckley, Misik, and Onakama. Now the question could be uh, moot by the time. This podcast comes out uh, later tonight, uh, or when you're listening this week, uh, if they lose to McBain. Uh, McBain, Northern Michigan Christian tonight, but uh, McBain NMC is three and six. That doesn't mean they can't be brethren. Um, but the uh, the Bobcats uh, are, are nine games away from a, a perfect season. Are there any obstacles in their way? The rematch against Manistee at the end of the season. I mean, that game was close. I mean, it was... Li- Within the last five seconds of that game, which is the one I was able to cover, it Manistee could have won, could have ended their perfect season. So as far as just looking at could they do it, yeah, it's possible. I mean, only they can, only they can make it possible. But as far as obstacles, it's got to be Manistee. Like that rematch, they have to go to Manistee at the end of the season. If they want to keep playing, yeah, like, that's a that's their final game. That's uh-huh. the final game of the season is mm-hmm. will be against the Manistee Catholic Central. Final game of the regular season. They also have a rematch against Marion. Yeah, Marion, uh, which is another good. 
Yeah, Marion's the next best team in that conference, and they beat them by one the first time. Yeah, exactly. But in yeah. Marion, and they're going to be hosting the second game. Yeah. So it was a two-point win against Manistee Catholic Central and then a one-point win against Marion. Uh, so those those seem to be, I think, every other team that they have on their schedule is either at or below 500. Um, and so while well, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it is it is looking good for, for Brethren to, to finish up uh, the season with a perfect 22-0 regular season record. Uh, and then uh, Johannesburg, number 16, uh, down from 14. Uh, cards are 9-3, and three, only losses uh, to Harbor Springs, which we've talked about, Gathered St. Mary, which we've talked about, and Onaway, which is 8-3. and three. Uh, Joburg sees Onaway um, and the Snowbirds again before the regular season is over. Um, what will the Cardinals have to do to avoid the same fate uh, in those games that they did um, is it, uh, I, I know they gave up, I think, 45 and 59 points uh, in those games. Um, they, we talk about defense winning championships. Is that really what it is, just locking down on defense uh, for Joburg? Yeah, I think they're, they're going to have to get, I think they're going to have to solve St. Mary's press better the second time around. Um, and, you know, they need to get some, they need to get some other scorers uh, to help players like Jocelyn Tobias um, not have to carry as much of the load in Jaden Marlott Marlette sorry um, but they have, they actually have a, a, a bit of defense or depth so I think that's something that they need to maybe improve upon to survive that onslaught of that press but I would say that's kind of the, kind of the biggest thing all right. Well, those uh, those were the uh, power ratings um, for for girls basketball. Um, look in the, uh, the Tuesday edition of the Record Eagle, the E edition of the Record Eagle, uh, for the latest AP rankings, and also check uh, recordeagle.com. We'll have uh, stories and lists on there for both the uh, the boys and girls AP power rankings. Uh, wanted to run down uh, the boys power ratings here uh, real quick. Uh, Division one. Uh, no one in our coverage area. Division two, uh, we've got Boyne City uh, at number three, which is oddly not in the top ten of the AP rankings. Um, and then Cadillac at number fourteen, also not in the AP top ten. Uh, Division three for the boys. Uh, it looks like Elk Rapids is the lone. Uh, Northern Michigan representative at number fifteen, uh, and then we get into Division four. And um, a matchup that we are going to have, what, later this week, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, number four and five, Lakeland All St. Mary against Traverse City Christian. Uh, that game is going to be, I, I mean, let's, let's hope it is, uh, but if it's anything like last year's uh, game, uh, should be should be a lot of fun uh, when the Eagles visit uh, the Sabres. Uh, and then... Number nine, Gaylord St. Mary, and I believe that's it. Yeah, that's it mm-hmm. for our, our, our boys' uh, power ratings. Um, so uh, any thoughts on those, uh, or, or do you guys want to get into the games of the week? Yeah, I, mean, I think I talked a little bit about this last week, but it's, yeah. it's, it's weird that Traverse City St. Francis is completely missing. Yeah, from this. no respect. Uh, no and, and Glenn Lake, three. too, right? And Glenn Lake. Glenn Lake, Glenn Lake who, who did move into the top ten in this week's AP poll. 
uh, at the number 10 spot and aren't ranked at all in the power rankings. So it's Which odd. Is, that's interesting. Certainly odd. Interesting. Yeah. That's right. when you start to question, like, what is this mathematical equation? When exactly. two teams that are that are rolling the way that Glen Lake and uh, St. Francis are uh, aren't aren't in the uh, top twenty in their own division. So yeah, yeah, and it's not like St. Francis has not played anybody or anything, right? I mean, they've gone and played big schools. I mean, Canton and I mean, no respect, man. I'm 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 over I'm over here shrugging. I don't know. You know, it, it, it seems like there's something wrong on the boys' side. The girls' side seems, I mean, there aren't really any omissions that we thought were too far out. I mean, should Brethren be up a little bit higher? Maybe, but... They're punishing know, them uh, because they lost to Grand Haven. That's, wow. But Grand Haven's a top-ten team. You know, they, I mean, they also beat uh, Canton and Holland West, Holland West Ottawa. They beat Midland, and they beat Grand Rapids Kennewa Hills. Those are all Division One schools. They only lost by. I know 12. Midland's not good this year, but still, it's a Division One school. Division One, Division One. It's that's clear yeah. cut, man. We'll, we'll see. That'll be the one thing that we will look at, you know, week to week, where where those two teams will uh, look more into both the uh, power ratings for the girls and boys next week. We won't do as deep of a dive as we did these first two weeks. We'll go through and give our thoughts on uh, on what we see. Um, Couple, just wanted to highlight a few games that we've got coming up this week uh, in our games of the week. Uh, coming up Tuesday, uh, St. Francis and Point City uh, boys basketball, a, a battle of two undefeated teams in the Lake Michigan Conference. Uh, Boyne City is 5-0 and in the LMC, and St. Francis is 4-0. and um, That should be just an absolute whale of a game. And, uh, James, yeah. you're lucky enough to go cover that one. Uh, Jordan, you'll be covering the, the girls' matchup mm-hmm. uh, between the Ramblers and and the gladiators. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, I'm, I'm, quick, I have one yeah. quick question. So I, I don't mean to circle back. I see Boyne City is ranked in the power ratings. So if TC San Francis wins, does this mean they get the respect? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, what is it? You would, you would hope so. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I just thought, I, I thought also has Detroit Cast Tech and Cadillac on the schedule still. I to throw that out so there. So I mean, they got some opportunities to make some, to make some hay in those rankings. I would... I would think if they can yeah. win those games or even even quality losses to a school like Detroit Cast Tech, I mean, who's the number one team in this entire state. So mind-blowing. Regardless yeah. of class. Uh, Thursday, we're looking at a matchup in girls basketball between Harbor Springs and Traverse City St. Francis. Again, Harbor Springs and uh, Olivia Flynn uh, coming in here to Traverse City, which will be, I think, our first opportunity to, to see her play live and in person, uh, which would be, uh, certainly be exciting. Uh, and then Saturday we've got the matchup on the ice between Traverse City Central and the Bay Reps at Center Ice Arena um, with a puck drop sometime between 1.30 and 2 p.m., as we've been told. So <laughs> yeah. but get there by 1.30. I, I'm, I tell you, I'm loving this, the different time for that game. Because the last few years this game has been like a 6 or 7 o'clock game. So yeah. we have barely gotten it if we get it, and so now being in the afternoon, we can go cover it. We can have a photographer there. Yep, <laughs> it's nice. Should be my own be my own little greedy way. <laughs> it's nice. Even though I'm sending Jordan there to cover it, are you mad at me for that? No, that's fine. As long as we get it, you know. Hey, hockey's. 
Hey, hockey was it's fun to cover when I was able to cover the TC West, TC Central game. That was fun. Pretty intense. All right. Well, from hockey to basketball, uh, let's get into our interview with Glen Lake Varsity Boys basketball players Luke Hazelton and Neil Imey. Around podcast is happy to welcome in Glen Lake seniors Luke Hazelton. Thanks for having us on. And Neil Imey. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, you guys are on a roll, and uh, you've got a couple of pretty good ge- conference games coming up this weekend at Onekama and Benzie Central. Um, just talk about the season a little bit so far this this year, and and how it's kind of progressed for you guys. I mean, you lost the opener, and then haven't looked back since then. Um, you know, the opener, we kind of came in maybe a little cocky or whatever, just because we're kind of senior-dominated team. So, you know, Elk Rapids played a good game, and they beat up, beat up on us. And then ever since then, we've kind of put our heads down and got to work, and we've really gotten after it on the defensive end, and that's kind of been, like, our main thing and helped us, like, with the scoring, just comes from playing hard defense and gets everyone going in the games. Ever ever since that game, we kind of picked up practice, too, and had emphasis on making sure we ran our plays right and making sure we're denying the ball. And just practice intensity has been up ever since that, and I think that's what's been the biggest factor in leading us to our 8-0 and run or whatever it's been since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah. It's been eight, yep. in eight, in a, eight in a row. That's eight. Oh, eight and Friday. The Elk Rapids game was close. Like it was all, it was like literally the last second. Basically, yeah, is how was, you guys we lost won. 41-30. Yeah, and I mean <laughs> after what all of that. I mean even both of you guys played a good game that game. And well, there's the intensity of being seniors and coming back and having this your last ride, dropping one and then realizing, okay, let's we got kind of got to pick it up. And now you guys are eight oh one couple big games this week like what has has the mindset changed because i know your coach has talked a lot about it with me personally when we were talking on friday but for you guys as a senior because you just said senior dominated so as far as like being senior dominated how has everything changed from then to now um i mean that's like what's weird is like when we've been playing our away games i've been kind of thinking to myself, like, watching the JV games, like, it's crazy that it's my last ever time I'm going to play it in, like, the opposing team's gyms, like, especially for our conference games. So I guess just, like, you just can't worry about, like, being tired or whatever. So you just got to play hard every game. And I think that's been the <coughs> difference since the Elk Rapids game is when people are on the floor, everyone's just playing as hard as they can because we know we can be special and make, like, a pretty historic season at our school so everyone's just playing hard and I think that's been like the real difference and I guess for the seniors too especially I think we can I can speak for all of us like we're all just like we want to win and we all care about each other and we care about no one really cares about the individual success so we just want our last season to be like all about winning and 
accolades for our team and stuff like that. You guys definitely communicate very well on the court. Like, is that, like I, I, it was kind of cool to watch just as, as from afar. Like, even when there was nothing going on, whether it might have been just you two just like talking about move here or move there or go this way and then drive it. Like, it was really like just like watching an artist look at a canvas and stare at him like what needs to get done. And you guys, you guys have been getting it done. From what you've been able to digest or take in, um, how has this whole process been for you? I'm um, you know, like, we all got a different role this season. Like, Luke was a big guy last year that played inside, and I played a little bit more outside, and that kind of switched around for us. And Ethan got getting hurt at near the beginning of the season and having a younger player step up and all the other juniors stepping up. We were just all in new roles, and I think we had to figure that out in the first game. And then after that, we all just kind of stepped in and stepped up. So, mm -hmm. And then, so I noticed that you know the exact score against Elk Rapids. Yeah. Do you remember the scores of games more often for a loss than for a win? Uh, Does that stick with you more? Yeah, I would definitely say, like, the loss sticks in your head more just because, like, I feel like the feeling of losing, for me at least, the feeling for losing outweighs, like, the joy of winning, if that makes sense. Like, just the stinging feeling in your chest, it just sucks losing. So, I guess I'm just really competitive, so I hate losing. But <laughs> And, like, big games, like, uh, last year when we were competing for a conference championship and we were almost lost to uh, Onekama. That was kind of tough, and we would kind of look back on that game and just remember that we got to go out and play hard every game. Mm -hmm. And you guys have a pretty tough district this year, too. Yeah, sure. uh, I mean, you've got St. Francis, you've got Benzie, you guys, and then a couple other pretty good yeah. teams as well. Uh, what are you looking forward to out of that? District, I mean, I know everybody does the one game at a time yeah. thing, but just looking at districts. Um, well, I mean, obviously, first, we want to win the conference, and then once we get to districts, like you said, I mean, the cliche saying, like, one game at a time, but, I mean, we obviously have our eye on, like, everyone in our district, and we're seeing, like, how their seasons are going and watching film on everyone. So, I mean, once the games come will be overly prepared with what we think they're going to throw at us and what their plays and offensive styles and defensive styles look like. So, I mean, we're excited and we think we can definitely make a run, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty far away yet still. So mm -hmm. we're just not trying to get our hopes up too soon yet. Yeah. Yep. How much have you played in Lake City's gym? We've never played. I've never played in it. I don't least. remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. If you're playing in it in the right time of day, there can be like sun coming in those yeah. windows that are on the one That's side, like right on the court. Mm -hmm. But we'll probably get like a practice down there before the district just to get a feel for the rims and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that has the track around the yeah, thing yeah. too, so they have yeah. some people up above watching and, oh, wow. and everything. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool gym. Um, and you guys, the, uh, the girls team is also having a really good season. How much of a competition is there between the girls and the boys team to They're see who to see who's better? <laughs> there's uh, there's always been a little bit of competition. And our sometimes we'll get parents that'll say that the girl we, they want to see us play the girls. And, uh, they think that they can beat us, and we think we 
we can beat them. So it's always been a little bit of a competition. And, but I think it motivates us to win games, too. Like, if they're going to win, we want to win, too. But, I mean, like, piggybacking off of that, like, we also really support them, and they support us, and yeah. we love seeing them in our games, and we know that we need to go to their games and cheer for them. So it's like a little friendly rivalry, but we also love supporting each other, too. So it's a good relationship between the boys and girls teams, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, like, when you guys see one of their wins, like, you guys watch them in the stands and they win, it has to have fuel for you guys. But, like, oh, if they're winning, we have to keep winning. We have yeah, to keep this yeah, up because we don't want to be the one team to yeah. uh, fall out, like, lose or yeah, beat. True. Yeah, so, yeah. That's and cool. it always feels good when they when they lose to somebody and then we beat their boys' team or <laughs> vice versa. Like, <laughs> yeah. It just exact, makes us feel better. And feel exact better, some revenge it? for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so Neil, what's the what's the worst way that your name has been pronounced by a opposing uh, PA announcer? It might not have been in basketball, but in football too. Sometimes it's like I'm or Emmy is probably the worst. But. It's usually I feel like it's usually I'm. Yeah, usually I. I feel like Just, now that you said that, I feel like it's always been worse in football than basketball. Yeah, I don't know what it I is. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it's just always like... Do they, do they come up? Because like, I know a lot of the people that read the names, they'll walk up to the players and be like, how do I pronounce this name? How do I pronounce yeah. this name? Does anyone ever come up to you and be like, how do I pronounce your last name? No, I, I think it's it's just kind of a doozy because it's like a short name, so they're, it's not really something they look for. So like when you're announcing, you usually look for the long names, and those are probably the hard ones, but... Mine's mm-hmm. pretty short, but it's a little weird with the age. <laughs> kind of throws it all off. Mm-hmm. Probably have some people like ask you, "How do well, I pronounce your name?" Yeah. Like Coach Angers' nickname for him at school is "I'm" because everyone just calls him "I'm" like over like the announcers <laughs> <Yep>. and stuff. <laughs> all right, so I heard Coach Angers. Uh, jokes that you guys don't lift all season long because you think it'll hurt your shot oh yeah uh usually on game days we'll like stretch out and you know he he prefers us to lift on game days and our coaches would rather us not but i don't know like he'll like like if someone has a big game and they like lifted that day in school he'll be like oh why'd you have a big game is it because you lifted or (laughs) something like that but (laughs) No, he—it's funny. It's just a little joke that goes on between us and him. But. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing that one—that <clears throat> one game where you dropped over 40. I'm sure you walked up and you're like, "You must have had a great lift that day, did you?" <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely <laughs> said something like that. To me. And I'm pretty sure he actually did. Or did you did not? Lift or did you day. not lift that day? No, I actually did lift that day too. <laughs> okay. so I'm gonna prove it as point. Um, I was just that was, that's funny. Yeah, I was concerned that we were gonna be able to fit both you guys in here because you're what yeah. six seven and you're six five, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, how did how did people react to a six foot five Peter Pan on Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Luke was a six foot pirate or six yeah, foot seven pirate in a five foot seven oh. costume. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had like a one-size-fits-all pirate <laughs> costume and, like, <laughs> pants stopped at, like, my knees, so. <laughs> well, yeah. that works, right? And then like, I had the, top, like, the top hat was, like, hitting the doors for me. <laughs> you so. could have, like, drawn a peg leg on your shin. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that they were funny. basically, like, shorts on me, but. 
<laughs> you guys wore that to school too, didn't you? Yeah, we yeah, had we like did. a group that did it, and everyone else had their costumes. Then we had like little kids' costumes. On. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like when you tried it on at home, like you had a thought, this is not gonna go well. Right? <laughs> yeah, I bought it like the weekend before, cause Halloween was on a Monday, right? <laughs> I bought it like the Friday before, and I didn't try it on until like Sunday night. I was like. I might have to try this on to see what it's like, but then at that point I just had to go with it. <laughs> Did yours fit okay? Uh, yeah, I, I ordered mine on Amazon because <laughs> I didn't. I wanted to avoid what Luke's situation. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely didn't put enough thought into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh fun. my goodness! Yeah, that's funny. wow. <laughs> Um, but I do want to add, so I asked him before I interviewed him, you started going when you were in junior high, right? If mm-hmm. my memory is correct. When did you hit your growth spurt? When did that uh, come for you? Quarantine. So my freshman year, I was like 5'7", and then when I went to school sophomore year, back in, when I went back in September, I was like 6'1", or 6'2". So I grew a lot over that summer, and within quarantine and then I just kept growing over my sophomore year and then I've just grown mm-hmm. a little bit since then. Were you always playing basketball? Yeah and it hurt very bad. Yeah because because the joints and everything like they yeah, have to there's learn. days like I'd come home from practice and I couldn't even take a shower I'd just have to take a bath because I couldn't stand <laughs> up. When did it become like a familiarity for you to like oh I am tall and I can do a lot on this court but as far as your body being able to adjust to that at what point did you like? Did it become comfortable? Uh, honestly, it was. It wasn't until like AU season last year. Um, I was like, our coach just like pulled me aside after one tournament, and he just told me like, "You're six foot four, and you need to play like a six foot four person. You can't yeah. play like you're five foot seven anymore." And <laughs> I kind of figured that out during that season, and I brought it into the summer, and then I feel like I've really like took it on this year in basketball like this season but I'm still learning and I'm still like realizing how I can how high I can jump and how tall I am yeah you can jump high dude like even when you were going up for rebounds like you're you're jumping over half the dudes of Frankfurt like that's I always just like look around like does anyone realize like that's hard to do like what he's doing when you were going like rest for like a minute it was basically your shell like you're out there in the center it's just grabbing rebounds and all that stuff is that as far as like your game like what what is your game are you more of a i'm gonna go out there head in the paint and have someone dunk it off and spin and uh, light it up or? i just i just like to use my athleticism and i i like to just try to like in practice i try to get put back dunks a lot and i want i try to get familiar <laughs> with dunking a little bit more because i haven't really done it much and then i just like to like let my offense piggyback off my defense and so like getting a block and turning it into offensive break or you know just trying to get out in open court how pissed would coach be if he saw one of you guys actually go up and try to dunk the ball like as far as like give like an alley-oop or something like uh, that how well, pissed would he be not as much for luke but uh, I get yelled at all the time for not dunking. They they want me to just dunk because a lot of times I'll go up and I don't really know what to do and then I just lay it up and it goes off the rim because I was thinking about it too much. And so, like, Luke's dad always yells at me. He's like, just dunk the ball. So 
<laughs> so I was waiting for one. Like, personally, like, at the game on Friday, I'm like, these two dudes can dunk. Like, I'm just waiting, just waiting, just waiting. It never came. I was like, oh, well, next time, next time yeah. I'll be here. How many, how many do you have this season? I have four. Three or four. I've got none. None? He's definitely more of the high flyer than me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you got to be able to dunk, though, right? Yeah, it depends on the day sometimes. <laughs> depends on yeah. The, yeah. Or the game or whoever you're playing against. Yeah. Well, like, usually at the end, like, like, once I get into the game, I'm just get more winded and then I'm more just like oh, I'm just gonna lay it up <laughs> I'll just take the points <laughs> you guys are you guys working on dunks for the uh, the slam dunk competition this summer if, if we uh, have the, the all-star game he's got the style yeah uh, I don't know I've got a few reverses in practice but like you've got kind of, you've kind of got the windmill too yeah I'm, I'm working on the windmill and I'll see. I'm Maybe sorry. I'll pull off like a Blake Griffin or something. <laughs> <laughs> by that, by that point, hopefully you've got something in your bag. Yeah. We'll definitely circle around so. back to this, one thousand percent. Yeah. Hey, 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 man. You ever, if you ever, hey, dude. Look for an invitation in the mail, dude. So what? What happened when you hit two half court shots? In practice, in a row, shooting oh, backwards. Behind my head. Well, we were just joining in the middle, and there's like a ball in the middle of the court, and so I just chucked it behind my head, and I made it. And then my friend just threw me another ball, and I threw it, and I was like, "Oh, it's not going in." And then it just swished in, and everyone freaked out. I didn't even believe I made it for a second. Yeah, that was crazy. And then I tried for a third one, that one missed. But. Is there a video of this? I no, hope there is. No, no. that would be great. We gotta check the security cam. Yeah, you could see you could see the security <laughs> oh. the security footage maybe. Uh, yeah, I yeah I'm gonna look into that actually. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> um, how how difficult or different has it been? I mean, obviously your older brother is also a, was a very good player at, at Glen Lake. What was it like growing up in that family with both of you playing basketball? Mm-hmm. Both of you like a head taller than everybody else. <laughs> well. Uh, like, my dad was the coach for 10 years when we were growing up, and then he stopped once, I think Reese was in 8th grade, and I was in 5th grade was what his first year not doing it, but just, like, when we were younger, just always being in the gym and, I mean, playing versus each other, and then, like, once he, he made the varsity as a freshman, and then, like, once I saw that, I was kind of like, that's kind of my goal, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to play with him his senior year, my freshman year, and then... It worked out, so I guess just like I don't know, he's definitely one of my bigger supporters. So it's not really like competition between us. We just like to see each other succeed, and then yeah, it's just cool for us, I guess. Just next year we'll be playing versus each other, and it's just cool to think about sometimes. What is he? So. What is he taught you thus far? Because I mean, you got to well, you mentioned that you were in a basketball household, so there had to be a lot of basketball talk. Yeah, for a sure. A lot. So as far as what you've been able to take out, what you've been able to learn, what have you learned? Uh, well, like, not just, like, on the court, but, like, with recruiting and stuff. He's helped me with, like, all that that stuff and gave me advice on, like, picking the school for ne- for college, like, just somewhere where you think you'll fit in and somewhere that you feel like you'll enjoy being able to go to school to. And I feel like I picked a great spot with Tech, so just that kind of stuff. And just if he'll watch our games, like, on – line and he'll see something that I did and tell me maybe do this instead of that so it's just 
it's usually just the smaller things, stuff like that. But yeah, nothing. He's not like into like too much of like the critiquing side of it, really. <laughs> he doesn't call you up all mad after a game. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you dunk? Yeah, that's usually more my dad. But <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, you got that Wayne Memorial game coming up in St. Francis' tournament. How much are you – I know nobody looks forward to games. Yeah. One game at a time, all that. But that's got to be a game that you have to be looking forward to a little bit. Uh, playing a, yeah, a, a Detroit so. team like that, a team that's ranked and usually pretty pretty league good. Sure. Uh, so we played them in the summer, and they beat us. And so we've been thinking about that game, and we we just think that if we do win that game, then it'll set the tone for the rest of our season and let people know that like we're serious and we could make a playoff run. And we just we are looking forward to that game, so we just gotta come prepared that night. Mm-hmm. What kind of team are they? I mean, you said you played in the uh, summer. Yeah, I mean, they've got really scrappy guards, and they like to get up and pressure the ball. So in practice, I mean, not just preparing for them, but just overall, we definitely like to work on pressure, and, like, we pressure each other in practice. So I feel like now, more than the summer, we'll definitely be more prepared for their pressure and just stuff like that. Like, they're a good shooting team, good getting to the basket. They're just a good overall team and definitely one of the better teams we'll play this season. So it'll just be good for us regardless, win or lose. But we're definitely going into that game wanting to win it for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, I heard you guys play a bunch of games during practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like Family Feud and yeah. Jeopardy oh, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have like our trivia people. Like this year, I'm – I'm self-proclaimed like the best one. So, um, uh, after our game, on um, first Frank for our coaches, he like he'll ask us a question and he wants a very specific answer. So sometimes we'll sit there for five minutes just like throwing out right, answers, we'll be saying random stuff, <laughs> and he gives out like buzzers like ding ding ding, and <laughs> stuff like that when we're right or wrong. And so. like last year, Connor Choek was usually the one that got it and. He was looking to, like, get into some Ivy League schools. So Coach Flasco, whenever – because Connor would always get the right answer, he nicknamed him Harvard. (laughs) So now this year, like, if someone gets it right, we're like, oh, there's Harvard. There's our new Harvard. So Neil's Harvard right now. (laughs) What's been the hardest question? Well, like like he said, like, it's always something super specific. So – if you say basically the right answer, he'll be like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. And then, like, two minutes later, he'll basically say the same thing with someone just said. <laughs> so yeah. they're usually all kind of hard, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. So how do you guys, with your, your, your roles kind of changed a little bit when you went through the growth spurt? How does that change the dynamic on the court for you guys uh well especially early in the season uh they were probably watching film from last year and seeing our roles switched up so much uh it's just like it's we're a totally different team than last year we're a lot faster and we get out and guard harder it's just harder for a team to prepare for like such a big role change like you don't really expect a six seven guy to be a point guard and be shooting multiple threes a game and 
like for someone like my skinniness to be guarding like a big guy like you just you just wouldn't really expect it as an opposing team so no. i mean i would definitely say like me and him definitely have like a different level of chemistry because like after last season obviously we lost first round the districts and that was pretty upsetting so i mean all spring we were in the gym before school summer this fall so i mean we've been working really hard to improve our games and i think we both have and i guess just we're more refined and we're not just like limited to one spot like he can shoot and he can play inside and i can play inside and be on the perimeter too so i guess it's just a mix of both and who's playing better inside one night or who's playing better outside so it just kind of varies night to night both of you guys remind me of one player one player owner Giannis. <laughs> you were saying like i don't know why i i am guarding a big dude skinny guy Giannis is somewhat, he's tall, he's very, I mean, he's, he's big, essentially, yeah. but he's shooting out on threes. You're shooting threes. Do you have anyone you model your game after as far as now that you're kind of hit your growth spurt, you kind of have to do a lot outside, inside? Uh, well. Or do you just go out and play? I don't play? really, I've never really idolized, I haven't watched much of the NBA growing up, but I'm not, so I've never really idolized anyone from there, but. Uh, like I've kind of thought of myself as a little bit of like Finn Hogan, oh, and cool. so uh, my dad says that all the time. And he said, like even when I was younger, he'd just say, "Oh, you're gonna be like Finn when you're a senior," and just and now I can I can kind of see it, just like the jumping and yeah. blocking shots. Just yeah. so that's who I've always kind of like looked up to, I guess, in a little in a way, and just kind of followed my game after him. What about you? Uh, I mean, you had your brother, so I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously my brother, I I definitely took a lot of pieces from his game, but I also feel like me and him play a lot different. So I guess just like, I mean, I'm not the fastest or most athletic, so I guess maybe just like someone like Nikola Jokic or something like that, just more, more focused on like a skill-wise player than athleticism because I'm – Definitely not the most athletic, but... <laughs> do you guys watch, like, as far as, like... Yeah, although you play it, but... You just said you never really grew up watching basketball. Like, did, now that you're playing it, do you still find yourself watching it from time to time? Uh, I don't watch much of the NBA. I like college basketball, especially, Ooh, like, right. Michigan State. Yeah. Uh, and I like to keep up on, like, March Madness, obviously, but... I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, question? exactly. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? What about you? Uh... I would definitely say I'm more college than NBA, but, like, I'll watch the Pistons and stuff. Yes. And, actually, from that last answer, I would say probably Luca Garza is the person who I like to model. Oh, that's awesome. Hey. And you've, hey. got like, you've got a little bit of the same look. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, okay, hair, I, thank you. I have a sweatshirt with his face on it. So, like, when I was younger, I used to be, like, I was a huge fan of his when back when he played for Iowa. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's, I guess, just like my childhood guy who I that's funny like to model. After, so after I interviewed you, because my buddy who lives down in Birmingham, my cousin lives in Birmingham, and he's a huge Pistons fan. And so I texted him, I was like, hey, man, I just interviewed a player that Loki looks like Luca Garza, man. You will be tripping <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to tell him that, but to myself, the whole game, I was like, there's no way it is, man. Is he, 
So has anybody ever seen that sweatshirt and say, why do you have yourself on a, on a sweatshirt? <laughs> Actually, people have. Like, is that... A picture of you on your sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not actually me. But <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, cool. You, you guys were saying beforehand that you you do some you, you the team dances before games uh, in the locker room. Uh, well, last year especially, like the locker room, we just play music as loud as possible, and we'd be jumping up and down and screaming the lyrics and. And then we'd have to go out into the game and be calm. So it's kind of like our time to release all our like bad energy and kind of just get all the like craziness the out of our head out. and yeah, get all the jitters out. It kind of helps us relax. And then like our song last year and a little bit into this year is like Chill Bill. <laughs> we all like kind of walk around and like, like snoop uh, down. Sean Gala, he's kind of like the clown of our team, so we get in the circle and he does like his dances in the middle and stuff. That's so. Rob Stone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. That sounds a big. That sounds a big. Every every time I we bring a guest on, we're always talking about music. And one of my favorite things to do is to ask him, "Does he, do you know Chill Bill?" Nope. Uh, <laughs> that sounds a banger though. But, uh, I might recognize it if I heard it, but I, I don't know the title. Hey, the intro's fire. Who's the who's who's typically the one on Ox? Uh, I'm He's usually a, the one on the Ox. I got a big playlist. It's it's titled Locker Room, so it's just <laughs> all like the locker room songs. <laughs> and as far so like another curiosity that I always have is when we go to basketball games and we cover games, there's always someone whose phone is connected playing music throughout the entire gym. And I've always been fascinated as to what songs get played because it's like it's everyone's gen like my generation your generation his generation everyone's music is conjoined so i'm always wondering who's on the ox for game time like when it's in the gym is it you guys or is it them so we we create a playlist and we always have like one run out song this year it's like okay. wicked yeah and so we run out to that every time and then they just kind of hit shuffle and they go to the next play yeah. next song and it's just random but Got you. We just mm -hmm. make sure that it stays within our likings yeah. and it's under the school rules as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. They probably wouldn't trust us to make like a super clean playlist. <laughs> so yeah. like, they like the, we get like a few songs and then like the songs at timeouts that we don't have really anything to do with that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So, okay. So what what team what opponent has the worst visitors locker room? Uh, sometimes I remember going into the Benzie locker room and it's either freezing cold or steaming hot. Yeah, there's no benches. Yeah. So we're standing. Yep. Uh, Kingsley isn't the best either. <laughs> uh, Onekama, I would say, is probably the best. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they have a sweet locker room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they've got some Open. nice facilities. But, yeah. I'd probably say Benzie takes the cake with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I went to go cover basketball games in Petoskey. Uh -huh. They're they're doing they're like redoing their weight room, which is right above the locker room. So during the construction, they didn't want to have anybody in the locker rooms in case something went through. The, I guess, yeah. I'm going to guess in case something went through the floor or something. Yeah. So they had to use other rooms. So like the locker room, so like the locker room that the girls' basketball team was using was like the storage closet, wow. and it's like about and it's about like this room and a little bit longer, and they had like a leather couch, like a leather love seat in it, and like two wooden benches, and that's like our, it. Our sophomore year, 
and in regionals when we played at Houghton Lake versus McBain, we were in a classroom, and we got there late, so, because our bus driver thought we were going to Houghton in the UP, so we started going up, <laughs> so we were a little late to Houghton Lake, so uh, we got there, and we had like five minutes to change in a classroom, and then we had to go up for warm-up, so that was probably our weirdest experience with like yeah. a locker room. <laughs> How did you guys play? Uh, well, we lost by like 15, oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's yeah, that that's was a, definitely a, probably my weirdest high school sports experience. Oh, yeah, that's that's that was like a couple years ago, right? Yeah, that yeah, was so two yeah, years that was our in, sophomore year. Yeah, our sophomore that was year. The, that was regionals? Yeah, yeah. 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 That was like the squeaky floor? Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I don't know if they fixed that or not. Yeah, that was that was a rough game. But <laughs> wow. Yeah, Luke got his first tech. Yeah, I got and my first technical in that game. <laughs> 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 Wasn't my proudest moment, but. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't get a technical this year. Uh, well, I life. got one on Friday. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say. That's why I'm running. Wait, I could. Well, in yeah, districts maybe. Sworn. Districts in Lake City this year, so they're yeah. just down the road from Houghton Lake. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah energy doesn't go down to <laughs> Lake City. <laughs> hey, when you bring a door doll or something, it's yeah, something. Yeah, maybe I'll have the girls give me that door out of it and <laughs> some good energy. <laughs> cool. Oh, Thanks, and Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, and you guys got to get a, get going here and get to yeah. practice today, yeah. but yeah, uh, thanks, thanks for, for coming us. on. Yeah, thanks, boys. It's been yeah, awesome. for sure, for sure. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. All right, thanks again to Luke and Neil for joining James and Jordan in the Get Around Podcast studio. Uh, always a pleasure uh, to have a couple of local athletes make the trip into Traverse City and sit down uh, with the two of you. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, let's get into the Get Around Hall of Fame. As always, the Get Around and the Get Around Hall of Fame are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. Subs, freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's. Pretty yeah. There it is. Yay. Sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> I was distracted by looking at my Twitter timeline for my uh, thing for the for the happy endings. Um, okay. So, uh, I'll get us started. Um, my nomination this week is uh, Bel Air's Jaden Hansen. Uh, this kid can pretty much do it all and does do it all uh, for the Eagles. I uh, had 29 points, seven rebounds, four steals against Onaway. Uh, had 18 points, 7 rebounds, 6 steals, and 3 blocks against Joburg. And then had 18 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals against Forest Area. Uh, James, your nomination. We're going to go with Gavin Bebel from Gaylord St. Mary. He had a, a career-high 35 the other day against Central Lake in a 74-47 to 47 win. I know you like those palindromic numbers. I love them. Uh, that was on Wednesday. He is 8th in the area in scoring. Almost 21 points per game. Jeez. Baller. Jordan, your nom. Uh, mine is uh, kid's been balling. Uh, he currently ranks as the highest in the area, scoring 26.4. That's Kellen Pletcher from Ellsworth. Um, he had 24 points 
two games ago. I almost said last game. Two games ago. And a comeback win against Buckley, winning 77-74. to 74. And Then he put up 15 against Grand Travers this past weekend. And uh, he's helping Ellsworth keep rolling and rolling and rolling. So uh, that's mine. All right. Votes or since we had that long layoff, do we want to do another uh, uh, intro uh, or induction of a trio? I say we just do a trio because... Oh, no. uh, I think all three of these kids are ones that you should be in. They're all balling. Yeah. Open. All right. Well, congratulations then to Bel Air's Jaden Hansen, Gaylord St. Mary's Gavin Bevel, and Ellsworth's Kellen Pletcher. You are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And let us wrap things up with our happy endings. <laughs> favorite thing in sports this week, favorite thing outside of sports this week. Uh, let's get us started. Favorite thing inside of sports this week, and uh, who wants to who wants to start? I can start. Um, I don't I, I don't know if it's been talked about as much, but to see a Mister Irrelevant become the most relevant football player, um, Brock Purdy for the Niners has been so fun to watch. I mean, here's a guy who, uh, if you watch college football, you probably know who he is. But if you don't, you, you're probably sitting here saying, who is this guy? It's been awesome to watch Mr. Brock Purdy, who is the last pick of the NFL draft this year, become one of the most relevant guys ever, basically changing the entire name. So it's been fun watching him. I've been enjoying it. Niners are rolling, and uh, that's mine. It's just been fun watching Brock Purdy play. I'm going to stick with the uh, 49ers, if that's all right. And um, But I'm going to go from the quarterback to the kicker. And uh, Robbie Gold, uh, a former Chicago Bear, uh, and should have been a Bear for life, uh, but a huge, a huge mistake by the front office uh, cutting him. Not even, I mean, he he was cut. It wasn't a free agent uh, let go. He was he was cut, yep. um, and has been I think twenty eight for twenty eight mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs, uh, and is in my view a Hall of Fame kicker. Uh, and will go down as probably one of the best uh, in the history of the game, just for longevity and for how good he is. Uh, he um, is in the kind of realm of the the Vanderjacks, and, and who was that great kicker for uh, the, the Patriots? For the Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri, yeah. Adam Vinatieri. I mean, I, I think that Tucker now. Robbie. I think Robbie Gold's name has to be up there uh, with them. And for such a good guy, and he is, a, I mean, he's not only a, a great kicker, but he's hes a great guy, too. And uh, I was a huge fan of his when he was on the Bears, and even when he left, I was a huge fan because uh, I thought he was kind of screwed over uh, on his way out of town. Um, so him him just being as good as he is, uh, it's my favorite thing. I thought you were going to go with Brett Maher. <laughs> but when he started talking about playoff kick playoff kickers, oh, that poor guy. He made a kick though. Almost missed one. Almost been nice. Like he had to get he had to get a pregame pep talk from the owner on the field, in front of everyone. Yeah, like before the game, he's, he's doing his warm ups. He like missed a couple of kicks during warm ups, and Jerry Jones came out into the field and like went face to face. He has a Chuck Knobloch yips, man. They're they're a real thing. Yeah, they are. So. Yeah. But then he made a field goal. He made an extra point. He had one. He missed one, but that was blocked. But that yeah. was definitely going to be missed if he did not get that blocked. It was already. It was a knuckleball of a kick. 
anyways. James, your, your favorite thing is, or is your favorite thing uh, Jerry Jones yelling at? Uh... That was pretty cool. That was fun. Uh, I mean, the playoffs as a whole this weekend were pretty amazing. Yes. Um, uh, aside from the the one game that was a beatdown. Oh. Uh, sorry, Giants. Um, but the one thing I, I saw the other day on Twitter that reminded me is a uh, a prank that in 2004 the Yale students in the Yale Harvard rivalry disguised themselves as Harvard students and handed out cards to all the people in the in the uh, in the Harvard student section and and told them at halftime or a certain time that, to flip their cards over or whatever and so when they did that. The whole student section, uh, some of them were white and some of them were red. The whole student section said, we suck. That is awesome. <laughs> a photo of it and everything. So this happened in 2004. It's your in, favorite thing in sports. This happened this in 2004. <laughs> I don't know. It just was something that it. came across It came across on Twitter as like a, like an anniversary of the game or something. Uh, no, I, I, and it was I, just something that I, I favorited and it, and it came up. You know, I, I love bringing things. I sort, of, I sort of live on Twitter too much. Yeah, It's okay, dude. I do too. <laughs> my, my wife's constantly on TikTok. I'm constantly on Twitter. All right, so I'll get us started. I'm going to take two to three minutes, and James, feel free to jump in whenever you want. We have to talk about The Last of Us, and this might become a weekly thing. This might become our new... I'll watch it. Uh, I'll watch it. Bear Lake. This might become my new Bear Lake Lake Bears uh, obsession. I'll um, watch it. Because I, I tweeted out after um, watching the, the latest episode, the second episode, um, uh, last night, that I can't remember a show starting off with two stronger episodes uh, than what I've seen from The Last of Us. Uh, the, the beginning of the first episode um, was so expertly done with this talk show from the 1960s or like 1969, I think. Uh, and then the way that they opened up episode two um, with this college professor and in Indonesia uh, was it? I think in, 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 in Indonesia, and it gets to the the scene where the this military uh, general is asking her what to do to stop this, and her response I'm not going to spoil it is bone chilling. And the performance is so well done. Uh, it, it really makes this show feel so, so real. Um, and I think what they've done is they've tapped into, or, or why this show I think is going to be so, success, so successful is because they've tapped into something that this generation loves, right? This is, this is a show based off of a video game, a video game that I've played. Right. But so many of us have grown up playing video games. Right. And we played video games with our friends and we watched our friends play video games or we watched our older siblings play, play video games or we had our younger siblings, uh, younger siblings watch us play video games. Uh, I know that I did. Um, my younger sister and I, uh, I would print out the strategy guides for the Metal Gear Solid games and I would have her read them to me while I would play them. You know, it was a nice little bonding thing that, that her and I did yeah, as brother and sister. Um, and then even even now, look at Twitch and look at all these YouTube videos of and some of the some I mean they get monster views 
of just people who want to watch other people play video games. Like, that's a huge thing. And that's basically what this show is. It's us watching the creators of this video game play their video game and then try to improve on the storyline, which is which is what they're doing. That's mind-blowing. And it's, it's perfectly timed for what this... Uh, how we consume and what we consume. Uh, and it's just, it, we're all fascinated by the, by the apocalypse, by the end of the world. It, it's coming after a time when we're now coming out of uh, a pandemic. Um, and we're, we're at a point where we can watch this again and know that, well, nothing's out of the realm of possibility. And I'm just, I'm so blown away by this show. And I was left shook last night after watching that episode and uh, was completely blown away and thought that there are so many executives, television, trying to find the next Game of Thrones and HBO's done it again. Uh, because this is going to be the next, the next big thing. Mm. James, anything else that you have to add? Well, it, it reminds me a lot of of what I hoped Resident Evil would be. Oh, yeah. What the TV, you know, the movie, when the movie was coming out, uh, and then I uh, they made, like, what, five Resident Evil movies? Yeah. Like, the yeah. first one was good, and the rest of them were just, eh. just action horror movies. Yeah. Uh, but the first one was pretty good. And there's an actual TV series mm. out now, too, which I've I've gotten a couple episodes into, and it's okay. Um, I'm hoping it gets, draws me in a little bit more as, as you go on to it. But, but, uh, and I never even played this game. I played Resident Evil Same. when I was a kid, uh, but I never played The Last of Us. But but the TV show is great. I mean, it's just I'm definitely watching it, it. It's well done. Uh, you can tell they put up. Uh, it's either a lot of really good CGI or a lot of money into the. <laughs> I, I think both. No, they're they're prosthetics. That's really? the the clicker. Yeah, the clickers. Yes. I'm oh no! I'm thinking. I'm thinking the backgrounds. The, the, oh, the, the, the settings. Yes, that's the it. settings. Yeah. The city's probably. Then the background is probably CGI, but it's done pretty yeah. darn well. Yeah. But even. Uh, but even this, the sets that they're walking through. Sure. After Breaking yeah. Bad, I'll watch it because I know we got a couple more episodes, so I can just. I can binge, man. I can binge it. Sounds good. Yeah, honestly, and that's, just... and that's what I. That's what I'm really digging about. This is. It's a. It's a weekly episodic show. It isn't. Binge. Uh, it's forcing me to, to sit with each episode for a week you know uh which is such a, a rarity now in, in a day when everything is dropped on a streamer oh, yeah. um it's uh, sometimes they're you know they'll, they'll do uh a, a weekly thing we saw stranger things break up their most recent season into into two parts but we still got that you still had that that binge effect that way um, but this is a show that is going to grab the national conversation, at least in, you know, popular media, uh, every week for the next probably six weeks. I don't know how many episodes are, are in the first season, um, but uh, a lot of my yeah, consider me it. consider me obsessed. Uh, Bella Ramsey as as Ellie, the young girl, she's awesome. Uh, and then Pedro Pascal, who uh, many might know from. Uh, from Narcos uh, is is great as well. I can't wait. And to both watch of them were in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And both of them were in Game you of Thrones. It, That's yeah, right, James. They both wow. were in Game of Thrones. Yeah, 
the viper and yeah. uh, she was uh the the young bear yeah um mm-hmm. a, a lady mormont she yeah. was mm-hmm. young lady mormont oh i'm watching this so, okay all right sounds good yeah cool all right watching well that was my that was my <laughs> I, my diatribe. I don't have anyone to talk to about the show because no one I... Yeah, you persuaded me to watch it, though. I was I was on the fence. Like, it, so. I was on the fence. I wasn't sure. And then I've seen so many people talk about it and you just spent three minutes basically convincing me and I am convinced. So I'll keep you yeah. updated. Yeah, I'll be watching... I'm re-watching episode two tonight. So... Nice. Uh, but yeah, that'll wrap up uh, episode 239 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, Wait, did you want me to tell you mine? You. Wait, hold on. Did you want me oh, to? Oh, did I? No. Oh my God, yeah, sorry. No, you're oh, good. My... No, you're go good, ahead. man. No, go ahead. Uh, what are your favorite things outside of sports this week? <laughs> yeah, other so. Than, other than me wrapping up the show too early and not letting you guys talk. <laughs> you're good, man. Um, I figured I would just let it go because we're already at, we're at 59 minutes and that's without the guest interview. I know. I talked way too much. You're good. There's way I too much mind. content. So I was just going to let it go. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, go ahead. Go, go with your favorite things, guys, outside of sports. Uh, so my dad called me uh, a couple of days ago asking about flights for October. I was like, why are you planning a trip in October? Then it dawned on me that USC plays Notre Dame. So my graduation gift is to go to South Bend to watch USC take on Notre Dame this upcoming football season. That Sweet. is my thing of the week and now that i'm, I'm out, put, moved out here it's a one time once in a lifetime opportunity that i can do so i am my best friend's coming like my high school best friend she's coming through my dad's coming flying out to Travis city and driving all the way down south bend so they can see the scenery because they've never been out here in october so it's definitely a it's gonna be a fun time all right i'm gonna put you to work then and you're gonna apply for a media pass right. uh and uh we'll see if we can't get you an interview with josh burnham Oh yeah, Notre Dame. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So. Okay. Let's go. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ruin your trip by making you work. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Media pass for Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? I'm down. Yeah. Why I mean, why not? not? You might you might be able to sneak yeah, the, down to the sidelines. Yeah, so. For real. Hey, shout out to John right. Vernon, bro. Let's go. That'll be my graduation gift to you. Work. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. I'm already smiling to eat it here. James, you got any uh, favorite thing outside of sports? Uh, no, I'll, I'll concede my time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, thank you to the both of you. Uh, episode 239 uh, of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you to our Audible viewers for tuning in and listening week to week. Uh, we will be back next week with a, uh, another fine episode of this fine show. Uh, but until then, uh, I've been your host, Brennan Queeley, and alongside me were James Cook and Jordan Puente. Episode 239 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books.